Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Waterfront. You know, it is probably, at least for me, and I know for so many people, something that compels us. Living on the water. Water is calming. Water is tranquil. Unless it's coming into your house and it's like no fun. That's true. You just <laughs> took my line. I know. I love it. <laughs> Don't you? It's awesome that we can do that to each other. Before we came on air, Ken had a great line and I don't tell jokes. And so I figured that sounded like a good one. And yet, his delivery would have been way better, so it was probably a bad thing for me to do. Yes, and yet, water is very calming. It is. Water is incredibly you, calming. Unless... No, you interrupted my pause. This is how you tell a joke. You have to give the pregnant pause. So water is very calming unless it's coming into your basement. Right. So that's not the kind of water we're talking about today. <laughs> we're talking about right-fitting into waterfront. Well, no, okay, not into waterfront. <laughs> into property that is located on the water. Yes. Because it's one of those things that I think most people, many people say, I'd love to. I can't afford it. It's too Mm. expensive. It's too far out. Like there's lots of reasons because there isn't that much of it in the scheme of things compared to other properties. We used to say that God's not making any more waterfront and then the ice shield started melting. So I guess maybe he is. And sometimes (laughs) we do make waterfront by an old gravel pit or because mm-hmm. Greeley has lots of pretty waterfront. There's small lakes. Man-made waterfront. Man-made waterfront. still waterfront. It yeah. still gives the tranquility and the calm and the peace and the ability to canoe and kayak and paddle boat and swim if you want to. So waterfront is a niche thing that I think so many people want to move to. I've got a question. Wait, it's I'm yet a decker. It's kind of serious. What? Why do they call it waterfront if it's usually in the back of the house? All right. I'm yet a decker. Wouldn't it be water back? Okay. I'm yet a decker. Who are you? (laughs) I'm Ken Decker. And the reason we're here isn't for comedy. Yes, it is. This is not a comedy act. This is actually the inside track on real estate. And we've been helping families navigate real estate, buying, That's selling. That's a great word for a waterfront show. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> buying and selling and investing in real estate, both on the waterfront or water back. <laughs> yes, water back, yep. Uh-huh. And in fact, personally now live on waterfront. Well, kind of. <laughs> Ours is not really waterfront. It yet. is. It is not. It's water ditch. <laughs> It's like it's, it's like, called Mud Creek. It's a creek, but it's a drainage ditch. It's big. Well, it was this year in the spring. It was huge, but that's it's not, it looked like a river this spring. But that's right. not waterfront. It is. You can canoe on it. You can paddle boat on it. You can skate no, on it in the winter. It's ravine. Now our office in Manitoba is waterfront because it's the back channel. Notice the word channel of the Rideau River. Mud Creek. Sounds like water. Sounds like a creek. <laughs> it doesn't so, say a river runs through it. It's, well, it does say a river runs through it, right? It doesn't say a creek runs through it. All right. So if you have ever thought that you'd like to move to Waterfront, we thought we'd explore with you three probable options or ways that you could do it. Yeah. Is that what you want to talk about, Absolutely. Ken? Absolutely. All right. Wonderful. 
So, what a lot so, of people, yeah, that's a good What are word. you sewing? Um, my clothes, because I've been shrinking, so I need to sew them to make them tighter. Waterfront. <laughs> Buy a cottage is one of the first things people think of, right? Because it's summertime. We want to enjoy the water. The kids. Well, it's not swim. really summer anymore. It's like well, October. Well, no, I know it's past, but I'm saying that's when people get the itch, right? The desire to buy a cottage. Yeah, and absolutely. a cottage is a great option. Just bear in mind that there are things that come with a cottage, like maintenance. Maintenance, because you've got to maintain two properties now, right? Unless you live in a condo or something where there's no maintenance. But if you're living in a regular freehold home, you've got maintenance, grass to cut, and all that kind of stuff. Then you go to cottage. If it's got grass, you've got grass to cut. You've got uh, wood to paint. You've got decks to fix. You've got mm -hmm. docks to fix. It's, it's like uh, you know, a home away from home is what it's called, right? It is a home away <laughs> from home. And so just think about the amount of work that it's going to take. So mm -hmm. one option is to keep the home that you have, whether it is a larger home, country home, city home, or a smaller home, town home, keep the home you have and buy a cottage for part of the year. And then the thought is also, do you buy something that is seasonal, truly a cottage, or more of a home that could be lived in year round, you just choose not to? Do you board it up in the summer, in the winter time? You wouldn't board it in the summer, I think. Yeah, not not a while. Unless you're getting a hurricane, but we don't get many of those. No, we don't. So do you buy a either three season, or four season cottage or lake house and keep the house you have? Mm -hmm. Or do I buy a condominium, like something that really, as Ken was suggesting, doesn't take a lot of maintenance, is nice in that you still have a place to go home to and a place closer to work, potentially, if you're still working, closer to the family, mm -hmm. potentially, if your family lives in the same area, and then a cottage to get away to. Or... Do you simply buy the lake house and sell everything in town? Several of our clients have done that and have absolutely loved just having one home to maintain, so really having it all together. Mm -hmm. And we're going to delve into all of the ways of doing it, the three mm -hmm. ways. Um, let's, let's talk about, first of all, we just keep the home we're in and we go buy a cottage. So there's some things to take in consideration, and some of these will apply to all three. Some just apply to the cottage. One is, what's the commute? What's the distance that I have to go and how long does it take? And does that become cumbersome? Because to do it once, you know, an hour and a half or whatever, once the beginning of the weekend, once at the end of the weekend, may not be too bad for you. Well, it's not bad at all. It's kind of nice, actually. Well, I like a country drive, okay. especially if you're not with me. <laughs> anyway. Really? No. I usually do the driving. I know. I like that part. <laughs> so... So then, um, you know, some people will buy a cottage that's three, four hours away, or they got to mm. fight the traffic to get there, and it, and it becomes an irritant on both ends of the travel. <clears throat> and so then that starts to ruin the time away. So be leery of that. Um, the second thing, again, is how much maintenance this particular property is going to take. Mm -hmm. um, and can you manage that in your lifestyle? Does right. your lifestyle warrant how much effort you're going to have to put into both maintaining where you live during the week and where you live in the cottage. And part of the, the cottage conversation, especially as they get further away, maybe they're in an area where all the family members have a cottage. And so being with family is 
more important than doing a shorter drive, and yet you don't get there as often. So then it becomes sort of a conversation around expense related, relative to、mm-hmm. how much enjoyment you can actually get out of it. And then we could start talking all about the investment opportunities. One of our clients just helped; we just helped them purchase a property that they will use a few weeks of the year. It's not terribly far from home, but in retirement years, I think they might move there full time. And now they're really just thinking of. Renting it out the majority of the time and then using it, so it's a, a great way to have an investment property,、mm-hmm. as well as somewhere to go the weeks that you want it. So the weeks that you want it, you simply block it off and then rent it out the rest of the time. Because cottages, especially in Ontario, Ottawa area, you're not too too far away,、um, and actually Muskokas are fantastic. So cottages that are even further for you, you may want to rent them. Part of the year,、mm-hmm. and just use them for those weeks that it warrants your, that it works for you. Right, exactly. That's that's awesome. And so I was just actually thinking about another person that we have looking for a waterfront property right now. I'm just going to throw it in right here because it just came to my mind.、Uh, someone that's thinking of buying a、mm-hmm. cottage for exactly what you think. Well, actually, they're looking for a lake house, not a cottage. They would like a lake house on a nice lake with a、mm-hmm. good clean waterfront. Um, somewhere within about an hour of Ottawa, west of Ottawa's your preference, west,、uh, west, south, southwest, and what they're looking for is they're going to rent it out, use it the odd weekend. Like I just described. Just exactly what、uh-huh. you described, and that's why I'm thinking of this couple, and they're you know they're I don't know five years or so away from retirement,、mm-hmm. and then they want that to be their permanent residence. When they retire, so they're starting to look now because then they're in no hurry to find it. But if if you know someone that's thinking of selling a nice cottage, or no, sorry, lake, lake house. house, this particular one's looking for a lake house, and probably newer would be nice, open style kitchen,、um, inviting, entertaining inviting. style. So it works for now, and it works. Yeah, with ease for renting it out, and then will work beautifully for them in a handful、yes. of years、and、when the they're other, ready to live there full time. The other requirement for him is that he can't see any neighbors, so he needs some space. So it needs to be fairly large land, maybe treed that they don't see anybody else. He wants that seclusion. He wants to just look at the lake. So if you know anybody that has a property like that, and you think, hey, they might be wanting to sell because they're ready for something different, they're ready to right fit. Away from the waterfront lake house, or maybe they're ready to write it into a larger or a smaller waterfront.、Mm-hmm. Give us a call so that we can help get these guys connected. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Now, another option people do, and we had a client do this. They sold their their larger home, bought a、uh, condo stacked condo house,、uh, mm-hmm. like a with a single car garage, a three story, but it was condo, so they didn't have to do any exterior、mm-hmm. maintenance or anything. And they actually converted their cottage to a lake house. Tore down the the three season cottage、mm-hmm. and built a lake house on the same footprint. Right. So it may be the right fit to find something that isn't what you want today, and over time it will become that. Yeah, and there's so many things to take <clears throat> into consideration with cottage property. It's the quality of the waterfront,、um, the buildability. Like, can you build onto it? Is it too close to the to the water that it could never be rebuilt, or is it grandfathered so that you could rebuild it on the same、yeah. footprint?、Uh, 
um, is the waterfront owned or is it owned by, you know, the, uh, the, the municipality hydro company or, or the city the, or, the, yep. Yeah. Do you own it? Can you put a dock on it? How deep is the water for your boat? And also, what a lot of people forget mm. is the size of the lake will quite often determine the size of boat you can put on. And so some, some lakes are no motor boats at all, just canoe, kayak, that kind of thing. Other ones will allow sea dews and, and uh, some are, have a horsepower limit. So you've only got a very small horsepower engine allowed. So that gets rid of the, the small watercraft, the sea dews. Uh, other ones you can have your 18-foot bow rider or whatever and go tubing and skiing. So really you got to look at what is your purpose, your end goal for this lake. Is it going to bother you if people are skiing? Could be lake or river. Yeah, actually, lake, lake or river. Yeah, in Ottawa, it could be so much yeah. river or lake. So there's just a lot of things to take in consideration as to what purpose and the price range of the property of the waterfront will be determined by a whole lot of things. And yet, the top two things would be location, proximity to a bigger center. So mm-hmm. how close is it to Ottawa? And then the second thing is the size of the lake, the usability of the lake, the flexibility of the waterfront, how functional is it? And then I guess the third would be accessibility. I said there was two, but they're giving me a bonus. (laughs) Is accessibility, is it a year-round road? Are there other year-round residences on it? So am I paying for the snow removal all by myself or is it a shared cost? What is the... Um, ease of accessing and then of course there's the whole conversation is it only accessible by water because there are still lake houses and cottages that you can only get to we sold a beautiful million dollar property a little while back and it was on an island Mm -hmm. and so the only way you could get there was ferry so that just changes the price it was still an expensive beautiful gorgeous amazing space and yet how much more would it have been worth Yeah. yeah had it been on the mainland just from an accessibility perspective. So the price of waterfront will vary greatly as to what you can do on it, accessibility and location of it are probably mm-hmm. the three biggies. Yeah, and docking. The the, the actual waterfront, well, yeah. if it's deep or if it's marshy, True. then it becomes significantly less. So there's a lot of factors that are involved in, in waterfront. So it's not an easy, because people say, how much is a waterfront? Well. Like it depends on a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so give us the specific property, the specific lake, the specific river, the specific features of A, just the property. Before we even talk about the cottage or the lake house or what's on it, the most important thing to really think about when it comes to waterfront is the actual property. Mm -hmm. More so than when you're looking at regular, typical housing, the lot tends to not have the same diversity and variety. Yeah, and people will actually buy land that's in, that's fabulous, that has a smaller cottage on it or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and renovate or take it down or, or redo or add on because the value's in the property. Right. And so by improving it, you keep your value. Well, and you, in fact, not only keep your value, you increase your value. Right, you actually gain some equity just from the fact that you took it from a vacant property to adding the right or almost vacant mm-hmm. to adding something on it that is actually more usable than maybe what's currently there. Right. So it just helped another family buy a waterfront really close to the city because they didn't want to go 
an hour, an hour and a half away. So they're simply going to relocate from where they currently are in the area to another home in the area, but were ready to be on waterfront year round and didn't yeah. want to wait for retirement. And yet the home needed a significant amount of work, which made it more affordable. So sometimes the, the value will also be attached to the condition of the actual house. Yes. And the beauty is, how far are they moving from their existing home? Like, Ten is it minutes. five minutes? Ten minutes? Yeah. Ten minutes. So now you have someone that has the cottage life and can continue working and the commute is daily to their cottage and because actually, it's where they live. Right. And actually, we call it a college, cottage just it's because not, it's water. It's a lake front. house. I know, I'm just, it's a lake house. And the great news is... It's a riverfront house. <laughs> all right. You're right. It, it actually won't take them any longer to get to work. Because although it's a few minutes away from their current house, it's no further from the city and from where they for work their for their nice, commute. Nice. So there's so many things to think about. And so if you're saying, well, I've always thought I might live to want to live on waterfront and I can't afford it. That's me. You do live on waterfront. I can waterfront. afford it. <laughs> but I've always wanted to live on waterfront. That's why you do. I don't live on waterfront. <laughs> I live on a creek. <laughs> but so, I do own a waterfront lot. Yes, you do. So if you are thinking it's something you might want to do and you're thinking it's an affordability issue, because there are so many options, it may not be as big an affordability issue as you think that it is. So if you're going, well, I heard a bunch of different thoughts, a bunch of different options, and I'm not sure because they all kind of sound appealing, and yet my biggest concern is the financial obligation, then give us a call. We'll sit down and just explore your options. I mean, really, mm -hmm. wise counsel, most of the time, comes just in the form of options. Knowing your options, knowing what the upside and the downside of each mm -hmm. option is, and the amazing thing is, you always make a great decision when you've got it laid out like that. Yeah. And having somebody know the questions to ask you to pull mm. out your ideal is so important, and that's what we're... We're really great at. Are you? We are. Yes. <laughs> we are. And that's what our clients tell us. So we're going by what we've been told is mm -hmm. that, you know, not always are the questions even easy to answer. Sometimes they're thought provoking. Sometimes you have to dig a little bit deep to discover what's maybe hidden below the surface. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a surface conversation and living on the water is generally speaking or any move for that matter. It's really not a surface conversation. Right. It's very much a get to the core of what's most important. Even Especially if you're swimming. It's an under-the-surface conversation. Right. Yeah. So what I'd like to talk about, Yetta, is some differences between the two, the, the options, okay? The, the buy a cottage or live in a lake house and commute or be close into the city on, on waterfront property and commute or, or maybe that's your retirement home. The beauty with just having the one is, first of all, the maintenance. Right. We said that. Yeah. Second of all, I'm recapping. <laughs> Second of all, tax benefits. Because when it's your principal residence, mm. there's no capital gains on it. Whereas a cottage or a lakefront, if it's your second residence and it goes up in value and then you sell it, you're going to be taxed on the difference. Right. Or if you turn it out, turn it into an investment property. Yeah. The nice thing if you turn it into investment property is... Now you can start to write off some of your insurance, your taxes, um, your maintenance, and that, that kind of stuff against your rental income. Right, so which is kind of nice. And you might even lose money in the first year or two. Right. Which is okay, 
um, as you build your clientele of people who are going to rent it. Right. And the beauty with that is you get your cottage, you get some tax write-offs against your other income, and you've got the benefit of that. And so, you have somewhere to go for those weeks that you want to use it yourself. Or you yes. want me to come and use it with you. <laughs> that would be okay, too. Yes, but if, and if, you're going to, if you're going to buy a cottage or a lake house, make sure you got time to enjoy it. Because that's the other issue, right? When you, when you buy something, and whether it's a cottage, a, a boat, a toy, a, a snowmobile, whatever, mm-hmm. if you don't have time to enjoy it, then it just starts to become uh, an a area burden. of frustration. Yeah, a burden. burden, a frustration, a toleration, mm-hmm. an annoyance. Uh, can you tell that we've done this before? So we don't own a cottage other than our Decker team cottage. So we call the office that we hang out in, in Manatick on the cha- back channel of the Rideau River, we call that our Decorteen Cottage. And a lot of our clients will come and use it. We've had baptisms in the river. We've had the opportunity to have picnics back there, barbecues back there, because there is a barbecue that's vented into the house, but it's pulled far away from the house. So if you didn't vented watch... into the house? Vented through the gas line in the house. It's not vented. Well, not hooked up. How about hooked, <laughs> it's hooked up? up? yeah. Hooked up through... <laughs> so permanently hooked up rather than a tank. So you don't have that frustration of running out of gas in the middle of a barbecue party. Yes, right? that's true. And so on a previous show, we did talk about the hazards, the safety concerns around housing. And the reason I thought of barbecue right now is because we talked about the extreme issue and concern and hazard around having your barbecue too close to your house. Mm-hmm. So it is located far enough away on a concrete pad so that you could actually have no safety issues. issues. Thank you. Have no, no safety, safety issues. issues yes. I know I was getting to issues. <laughs> sometimes the brain moves a little slower mm. and sometimes it moves that a little faster. That doesn't happen often for you. Yeah. So Timing. You, Speaking you, of you timing. Hold on, hold on, hold oh, on. This is so important. What is When important? we did the show on the hazards, there were all kinds of things that people, that you may not be terribly, or you may not be aware of that may save someone's life. That was the point of that show. So if you're interested in getting more details on that, it is archived at DeckerTeam.com on our YouTube channel. And you can access it there and share it with people because it is one of those shows that is potentially a life saver. Yeah. And now go ahead. This announcement has been a paid announcement by the Decker Team. (laughs) Ah, yes, timing was what I wanted to say. Uh Timing is really... Now, the best time to get a deal, if you want a deal, on a waterfront property is in the fall or winter. Yep. Because, That's a fantastic time Because it's a horrible it. time for someone to sell it. And if they're still selling it, it probably means they want to get rid of it. Right. They're ready to sell it. And there's yeah. fewer people looking to buy waterfront properties in the late fall and early winter. Because they're not thinking about spring and warmth. And mm. once, once the robins are back, waterfront property is in full swing, right? People are thinking, I want to move in. I want to enjoy it for the summer yep. and so on and so forth. Now is the time to pick up a deal on a waterfront. So if you've always thought, hey, I'd like one, give us a call. That's, that's the timing. Or you know somebody that's been, you, you know, you've heard that conversation at one of the summer barbecues or even the fall events that you've just been attending and you've heard somebody talk about waterfront and yet they're not sure if this is the right time or if it's within their budget, then connect them with us and we will mm-hmm. help navigate them through that process because it's all about navigation mm-hmm. when you're dealing with waterfront. Yeah. 
It isn't about navigation. You're so smart because when I misnavigate, I usually take out my prop or my lower end on my boat, don't I? Yes, and he has done that. And I've at done that on the several times. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes, you have. Pitfalls so, to avoid. Rocks. So the only thing I want to say about <laughs> timing before we yeah pitfalls for sure. The only thing I want to say about timing, in addition to that, is if you're a seller and you don't require to sell it, then you may want to sell it in the early spring because it's mm -hmm. the best time to sell it from a seller's perspective. If it really is something you need to, you're just done. It's Liquidate. just the right time. It's time to no longer have the waterfront property. Then really what I will always say to people is to time the market is way more difficult than to time our lives. Yeah. So time your life. And if it is the right time to sell now, they still sell 12 months of the year. It's just a little bit slower and usually for not quite as much premium as you might get in the better yeah. and, moving and brisk maybe, time of year. Maybe you want to sell your waterfront property because you want a waterfront property that's year-round yeah. and you want to go to... Costa Rica or Florida or California or Panama or somewhere and have a, a year-round property that you have. So then timing is not as important because you want to get out and get to where you want to go for the winter. So that's important. So pitfalls. Yes, pitfalls. Yes, pitfalls. To avoid. Mm -hmm. So flooding is an important thing. Right? Flooding is huge. Now, and, and also the jurisdictions that tell you what you can and can't do. So the reason flooding connected to jurisdictions like Rideau Valley Conservation Authority is because often it's, it's the floodplain, anything mm -hmm. that's in the floodplain. So just be aware of going to the actual municipality and dealing with their conservation air service, their area, their conservation authority, that's the word, you'll want to do so that you have full understanding of what you can and can't do what trees can you cut down what can you do to the waterfront where can you build where can you put a septic can you add soil can you add sand right most of the time you can't alter the waterfront right can and, i and, right yeah unless you're protecting it from erosion you may be able to do some kind of work on it um, and yet okay. we've had cases not our clients but we've heard of cases where people have brought in truckloads of sand and built a beach and then they were find and required to remove it because it disturbs the natural habitat of the right of the fish and such so make sure that you really have an understanding of what you can and cannot do because it's not just all about the great big amazing dream although those are amazing if they're not permitted then it can get you in, in trouble mm -hmm. so we want to make sure that before you make a decision on the waterfront that you have done your research yeah, and then most waterfront, unless it's in the city, is generally on well and septic. Right. And so there's some more complexity to reviewing the contract and doing the inspections. And so you want to make sure that you're mm. using someone that's very familiar with all of that rather than just someone that's normally just selling a, a house in the city. Right. So Important. specialty area of expertise matters. If you have a concern or a question, you know what you can do, you can call us even if you just want a, a little bit of information. Is If this has tweaked your brain to go, hey, this might be even me. This might be something I want to do. And I now have 12 questions written down. Thank you very much, Ken Decker. 
if that's you, then go ahead and give us a call and we'll help answer those questions and, as I've mm -hmm. been saying, navigate through the process so that you're making <laughs> an informed, amazing decision. That never grows old. I know for me. So if you'd like to help us, or help us, have us help you navigate this process, give us a call at 613-860-4663.